Welcome to Material, episode number 116. We are recording today. What is today, guys? September 14th. We're kind of a day late. Sorry about that, everyone. You can blame that on me, little Miss Busy over here, but I can promise you it's for a good reason. I am one of your co-hosts, Florence Ion, and I am here with... I am Andy Anatko. And I am Russell Ivanovich. And we're the Material Crew. We are the Material Crew. Did I say this is the Material Podcast? You did. You did. So good. (laughs) That was my first intro. Well, for Material. (laughs) There you go. And I just want to to say this. It's it's not a problem that you're so busy and successful because I, you know, I'm just here at the house most days and most nights and uh, most mornings um, and then most nights and most days because I just (laughs) don't have any place to to go uh, frankly so th- i'm really i'm really adjustable for this so <laughs> also, like if you if you, if you were to say that oh well i've got uh, three new uh, three new jobs to do uh and then i'm going to a family wedding uh and then a couple friends want to meet for drinks and i only got like 48 minutes like at random i'd say i my, my family has cast me aside like a like a worn out <laughs> dish rag uh i didn't have any friends to begin with uh, I just only, I barely have this one job because I'm obnoxious and disliked every place else. So I, I'd be happy to, no problem. Or no problem. alternate theory. <laughs> Nihilist Dandy. Coming, coming at Not you from problem. down under where we have all, lots of alternate theories because we're on the bottom of the world or the top. I don't know which way it goes. Um, think about this. Yesterday, some fruit company over in uh, Cupertino had some kind of event at their campus and mysteriously Flo was unavailable to record our podcast. Like, I don't. I don't want to say there's like you should put two and two together, but you know maybe if you added two and two and you got four and Flo was in the Steve Jobs Theater yesterday, like it, it's possible. I was not at the Steve Jobs Theater, although I had no problems pretending like I was tweeting like I was at the Steve Jobs Theater, <laughs> as the rest of tech journalist Twitter <laughs> was. We were all there, really, if you think about it, in spirit, yeah. <laughs> uh, with our thoughts oh. and prayers. Oh, oh, oh. All, all I'm saying is I've I have covered Apple events from the event. I've covered the I've covered Apple events from my office through the live stream with beverages and a comfortable chair and not having to go through two hours of milling about. I'm I'm pretty okay with <laughs> I'm pretty okay with not going. Well, guys, wait a minute, wait a minute. We missed out on quail eggs on top of polenta. Come on now. Well, this is the press goss, is it? Quail eggs on top of polenta. Yes. So at, at, normally I, at a press I, event, for the non-press person here, what, what do they normally give you? Like water, food? Well, like- Google has done parfaits. Google's done parfaits for breakfast, uh, which are nice. Um <laughs> I I have to I have to say I have to say that uh, Microsoft, in terms of like an established track record, not as a one-off, I think Microsoft definitely has the best ongoing track record. It's like to the to the point of saying, you know what, I'm not even going to have a big breakfast on my way to this because I know there's going to be the demo area is going to be adjacent to a, an equal in size catering area with True. incredible menu. Where if it were like a pop up restaurant. You would be very, very glad that you happened to turn left on this block instead of right and found this pop-up restaurant that has these amazing mini sandwiches and this. Yeah, so whereas whereas at Apple, I'm used to the the basic instant or excuse me pre basic uh, instinct. Pre, <laughs> Sorry. Pre, yeah. I read a thing today about oh not basic instinct. Sorry, it was about uh oh shoot. Never mind. We're going off topic. Sorry. We're going off topic. I, I, uh, but <laughs> I can save this one if you want. I did actually order the 
iPhone 10, the Andy Rubin edition of the iPhone 10. I don't know if anyone remembers that from last week. I was I was asking. Wait, did Andy you really? I did. The essential phone. The essential phone has been shipped oh. to my location. It's it's got a notch oh. in the top flow. You see, I made it. I made the expert jokes there. See what I did? Um, so <laughs> I, last week I was asking our listeners, you know, should I cancel my order? Because I was there in Amazon. There was time to cancel. Uh, you guys were like, oh, you know, you should probably still do it. And someone on Twitter reached out. Uh, I forget their name. I probably should look this up. But they were like, don't do it, Russell. I've ordered mine and I love it. And also, like, your app's a bit broken on it. I'm like, well, what more reason do you want? So it arrives <laughs> between now and our next recording. My iPhone X, 10, no, my essential phone arrives next week. And it's got uh, somehow between the Apple announcement and uh, the time this phone shipped, the notch got smaller at the top. I really can't figure it out, but it's uh, they've shrunk it. It's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, hmm. it's we'll, we'll 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 get to that a little bit later. <laughs> too soon, too but soon. But it's 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 fun looking. It's it's fun looking at all the commentary about the from people who don't realize that things that are said on the internet tend to stick around. So you can say, oh, so back in June or May was it when the first pictures of the essential phone came out, and you said that a notch at the top of the screen was an unholy abomination against <laughs> God and all that is and all that is good and right in the world, and that this is exactly why companies like Apple need to make a stand for proper design and human interface that's okay so you're sort of being ironic you're being sarcastic or you this little right. moto 360 version 2 that i'm holding up here andy that oh, apparently look at your yeah. super cute flat tire people could just not unsee this flat tire it was so in your face it was so like it was abhorrent you're putting it in our faces right now i'm literally, literally sticking it in your skype faces right now you and are. mysteriously when you watch videos of the new iphone 10 the notch just disappears it's not an issue. It just disappears into the seamless experience. It, on the I believe edge to edge that screen. is a, a filter on Adobe Premiere, actually. <laughs> uh, it removes those things from tech products and makes them look nice. No, but, but, but what we have to see, we're, we're, we're making light, but the, if you're sophisticated, you understand that it's not that the notch is, uh, is impossible and horrible. It's that Apple did it right. Uh, sure. Just like it invented 4K, right? Yes. Also, the first Sorry. OLED screen ever that was good enough for a phone that probably oh, comes from first. Samsung. Surprise! Wait. Wireless charging. What other company but Apple would think about <laughs> the, the the dull drudgery of plugging in your phone? Finally, they've solved the problem of ch- a phone charging. We, we should really get that in the Android world. I, I don't know. You should go back to like the Note 4 or something and be like, Samsung, you should put wireless charging in this thing. You totally hey, should. Hey, guys, have. now... Come on, let's be real here. Apple has enough clout that Starbucks is changing over from PMA charging to a more widely adopted standard, which some of us call Qi, and other us call something else because they don't know. <laughs> Wait, that, it's, that Q it's, is it's not Qi? Yes, no, listen, I did the same thing, and I also called it Mimi for a long time, but don't worry, yeah. I was appropriately... Made fun of for that for a long time. My 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 conversational brain works like software where it throws up an exception flag whenever I'm about to say like like the the name the chi charging saying whatever you're about to say you need to double check because I think your first instinct is wrong. Yes. It's not. I I have I haven't programmed yet to simply say chi. I've programmed myself to say. Oh, that's right. It's not. It's this chi, right? The thing. The thing that you would not imagine. You would not. If you're. If I'm sorry. If you grew up in a Western culture, you would not imagine is pronounced that way. But yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, honestly, I think that's really this one of the m- most positive things to come out of that event is I finally saw Apple adopting a standard. I uh, know they've done it before with USB and stuff. They <laughs> had to like, but this is this could actually push the whole chi standard forward. Like a lot of Android phones have it, obviously. Like 
they'll just you sit them on the mat, they charge. You know, Samsung will sell your mat. Tons of other manufacturers will, will tell your mat. But I don't know that a lot of those manufacturers ever have the clout, uh, clout to go to like an IKEA or a Starbucks and be like, "You should outfit all this stuff." I, I'm hoping Isn't this just pushes Ikea? the whole thing forward. IKEA already does it, and a PMA? really bad example. Aren't they bad PMA Russell. though? Bad Russell. Yeah, the PMA. I don't. Ikea? I can't. I, oh. I can't remember. I don't. I. I don't have. I, I my my one of my goals in life. This isn't a specific one, but if I were to if I were to come up with an example of my philosophy and goals in life, it would I would include and embrace not being in an IKEA so long that I need to recharge my phone. So I've I've <laughs> so I've never had to really consider what what standard that the wireless charging in, in an IKEA is. Well, look, I, I would recommend to anyone out there that wants to break up with their significant other or ruin their marriage or you know just doesn't like their family much, go with them to Ikea. Go together as like a group and just see what happens oh, if you stay I there for too long. Oh, I don't go to Ikea with my husband. It's very bad. <laughs> it is grounds for divorce. divorce. I can just imagine yeah. this divorce lawyer is just like queued up outside being like, excellent. Just spend a few more hours in Ikea. Excellent. Yeah. Thir- thir- 30 Rock had an entire like Valentine's Day episode like that <laughs> where – <laughs> where Liz Lemon and her boyfriend, like they're gonna have, they're gonna have a, a nice, they're in lo- deeply in love. They're gonna have a Valentine's Day dinner, like at home, and then like the the table that that her, her boyfriend built, like fell apart. So I said, okay, well, IKEA is open, and they're they're planning like, okay, we're gonna here is the here is the table we are going to buy. We're gonna go in, we're gonna buy, we're gonna get out. We are not gonna be one of those couples that breaks breaks up because of arguments at IKEA, and. Fun, fun and merriment uh, ensues. Well, because, you know, uh, wait a minute. By the way, wait a minute. You guys know that 30 Rock is leaving Netflix. So those of you who have been binge watching it, continue finishing it because it's about to leave the U.S. Netflix. Hmm. Yeah. Does that mean it will finally make Service. it to Australia Netflix? We're going to steal it off you guys. Yes. Oh, you guys don't have it yet? Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> so many unfortunate things. I still haven't gotten over them losing Columbo. That's like huh? all those Columbo episodes, like in HD, where you, and they, they only sell them in D, on DVD here in oh the Oh my US. gosh, no, they're still like, I didn't know there were TV shows that were still just DVD. So what do you do? Well, not, well, not just that, remember that like these, uh, I, will, I will make my Columbo pitch to, to okay. cut it to 30 seconds because normally it goes for four hours because I Your love that show. Your time starts uh, now. <laughs> It, it was they were all shot like on the Universal Studios lot using people who have been working for Universal Studios for decades, usually with actors that are like movie actors doing their first things in television. And so as a result, and of course, and there were, this is the 70s, so it wasn't shot on video, it was shot on 35 millimeter film with move with motion picture cameras. So as a result, it turns out that when they remastered them, when they converted them to HD for Netflix and stuff, it's like, oh my God, this is like this is like a, a really good 1970s cop movie, and there are like 30 of them. So I was like, I, and I, I already li- I already liked the show like when it, when it looked like a TV you know f- density, but now it's like oh my god I can I can actually see the headline of the newspaper that Jack Cassidy is wrapping the gun in oh my god layers there are layers to the story that I've been missing. <laughs> I vaguely remember this show. I'm sorry. I know that there was a Twitter campaign to have Mark Ruffalo uh, play uh, Columbo, which I am totally for. Just FYI. Yes. When you guys need somebody to help campaign, I'll be there by your side. Uh, you're 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 very very fortunate that you're not. <laughs> this is, you, you you didn't get to experience like eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old Andy. You're you are you're experiencing more more old than that by a factor of a prime number, Andy. Uh, <laughs> and so as a result, I am capable of sincerely saying 
that's fine. I don't judge people for not seeing the things that I love or not even even not liking the things I love. I'm saying that uh, Columbo has a high recommendation factor for me. That's all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what else I hear as a high recommendation factor? Not the essential phone that Russell just bought. What? You got <laughs> just you guys, you gotta be supportive of my my purchasing why, decisions. Well, I've sold what, out a what? lot of money for this phone. A lot of money, and it better be good. Why I mean why I, why must you poke holes in his canoe? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sinking. Help me. Why must you be I'm the sorry, screen door in, in his submarine? And I'm really so Floyd, sorry. If, if I just get myself another camera app that doesn't crash, like it'll be fine, okay? And Mandy Rubin will totally fix it and it's gonna be awesome. And you're gonna be jealous when they stop selling this phone because when you get your Software, your next software update. Yeah, when I get right. enough and everything works perfectly, you're going to be so jealous. And then, no, you won't be able to get one because everyone will be buying them and that'll be it. It'll be shipping in February or something because it's not doing that already. So take that. No, 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 no. I have one more thing about Colombo. I see what I did there. I, yes. I, I believe both of you, but I have a question. If you're Google and Apple has this crazy, you know, announcement of the new iPhone 8, which it looks a lot like the iPhone 7 except has a glass back, um, and the new iPhone 10, I believe it's called. What, what do you do, like, a few days later, like, when you've got a phone launch coming up? Like, how, how do you even get back into the, the press when everyone's like, Apple, 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 Apple? What, what would you do? Well, um, basically, you get your entire, like, senior executive board together, uh, and you draw straws, and the short straw has to go out and just kill somebody. Uh, because all of the focus is going to be on the Google killer, okay? And then you'll have you'll have the CEO come out and say, "This is just such a shock." Because I mean, we were we were all working so closely together because on October fourth we're going to be releasing the new uh, version of the Pixel phone, which we feel is one of the most incredible and important phone launches uh, in phone history. And we're just sort of all uh, bordering around, and we're using things like the Google Assistant to just consult, to send messages to each other. Uh, and you know, it, it, that's is, so it's it's kind of kind of rough on the executive who gets the short straw. Certain rough on whatever let's say ups driver or whatever you know didn't know that he was part of a marketing campaign when he got shot uh but again there, there are ways to do this there are ways to do this that poor ups driver <laughs> you you could do that that was probably actually a really good marketing strategy andy but google instead they put out a website and a video that just says you know on the made by google website says stay tuned for more october 4th if you're in the us i get october 5th here they've even localized it and they had a, a youtube video that went along with that that asked some really prescient questions i think like what's wrong with my phone's battery why is my phone always out of storage why does my phone take so many blurry photos why doesn't my phone understand me i feel like i'm sitting like by a campfire, I'm like reflecting on life. I'm looking at the stars and I'm like just looking at my phone. I'm like, why doesn't my phone understand me? You just, you don't get me, phone. You just, you don't understand me. I thought the Pixel was supposed to solve all those questions. <laughs> we did such a good job that maybe they're I talking about the Pixel. I could have that was the same like, marketing You're campaign. looking at the Pixel, you're like, why is the battery on this not so great? Why does it sometimes take blurry photos? After Android Oreo. Why isn't it great after Android <laughs> Oreo? Somebody needs to write me about this because I need to understand why. Why, why doesn't my phone update itself? And it ends with, why is my smartphone so slow? And they, 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 come, they start like deleting the last word in the Google search. And, slow, hot, fragile, annoying, broken, impersonal, cruel, dumb. And now it's like, maybe the problem <laughs> is, maybe, maybe, we're, we're, maybe we're projecting our own insecurities, unseen face of someone typing stuff into Google. Maybe it's not the phone, Ted. Maybe it's Ted that is the problem. If your name is Ted. Oh, if your name is Ted Ted. and you're listening, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. 
I, uh, well, I feel bad for Ted because he's clearly having some confidence issues if he's asking why he's dumb. Ted's Ted, you're fine. not dumb. <laughs> I don't feel bad for Ted because Ted keeps doing this. No matter how many times you rally around him and buck up his, up up his spirits, does he listen? No. He's just, you know, the same sort of loop of self-destruction and trying to suck everybody else into this. And now he's got this big Google commercial. So, okay, let's all think about Ted. That's all That's all he wants. He just wants the attention. And, I mean, poor Ted was just on Twitter. Like, I love you, Ted, but I'm done. The wrong I'm done, Ted. And look what happens. Now he's in a Google commercial. Like, this is this is just how it happens. <laughs> this, this is where we've gone. Yes. So there's going to be the so there's going to be the event is uh, October fourth in San Francisco at nine a.m. Uh, I assume they have the resources to live stream it. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not. Yeah. So I mean, to, to sum up the current rumors, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are aware, but just the the current sort of consensus seems to be that there's going to be one sort of manufactured by HTC, which will look a lot like the current Pixel, and there'll be one that's manufactured by LG, which will look a lot more like the LG V30, I guess. And the biggest rumor about that one that everyone's kind of angry about is no headphone jack, which we've been over many, many times in this show. I, I do find that weird. I did look up the video of last year's event, and there's a whole bunch of marketing material that goes with it. And there's literally a point in the marketing material where they're like, you know, three and a half mil yeah. headphone jack. So refreshingly not new. And then they in the even commercial, put it on the billboards yeah, in downtown pauses. San Francisco. It pauses and it goes, <clears throat> it's, it's full on called out in the marketing video. I'd, I find it really hard to believe that a year later they'll be like, oh, you didn't see any of that. They it's have gone. billboards. How can you take something away that you had billboards about, you know? And these weren't just like billboards hidden in the burbs. No, they were right there off of 101 so that you could see that this phone still had its headphone jack because it was supposed to be the rival to the phone without one. But now it's become just a beautiful commodity of phones with no headphone jacks. Welcome to our future. This is the future that liberals want. <laughs> but but isn't, but isn't that strange that you you would think that they'd either make a make a statement that we're they're now the, the Pixel phones will no longer have headphone jacks because we need the space inside them for more important features, or they would simply say that's rubbish. There's plenty. Of, if you want to, if we, if the maker wants to put a headphone jack in there, they can make it. it. It's a problem for us, the designer, rather than a problem for you, the user, as opposed to. Well, okay, we'll have one that has a headphone jack. If you give us more money, we'll make it less convenient to use somehow. It kind of makes, and the, and the fact that they do look similar, excuse me, if the leaked artwork and stuff we've seen is true, like what Russell says, it's a little bit disappointing that they look like, they, they look like familiar existing products. Just like last year, the Pixel phones looked like uh, phones that were already in the in the product line. And that was later sort of explained by, oh, well, we, we, were, we wanted Huawei to build something yeah. up based on our design they pulled out so we really had to go with uh, a company that already had some tooling already had we couldn't wait another year to get this going so but so it makes you wonder if were you just sort of giving us peanut butter and jelly there instead of a real explanation of your goals to really manufacture your own phone were, yeah, is this, <laughs> is this just a, a nexus program like just rebadged I, I thought it was meant to be the pixel yeah. program phones made by google the g on the back like the magical google stuff inside and I got to say the the first Pixel was a good phone, but it's like like you're saying, Andy. That there was a lot of things about oh, it's based on the HTC, whatever, because it was rushed and Huawei pulled out and whatever. But next year, and I know Google didn't officially yeah. say this, but next year, you know, everything's gonna be better because we've had two years to work on this thing. I have to tell you guys, since I've adopted this Pixel XL into my life, I have repeatedly <laughs> had my iPhone using friends ask me, "Is that an iPhone?" Because it looks exactly like one from the face, and I have the I have the white the white uh, front 
Um, and that one does look like an iPhone from an angle. I mean, even like where the, the sensor is placed and where the camera is placed looks very, very similar. The only time you can tell it's not is that it's missing the fabled, you know, home button. Uh, you know, and then there was that whole quote, I believe there was a quote. I'm pretty sure there was a quote and I didn't dream this, that, it was supposed to kind of look at it like an iPhone to sort of like trick people into, you know, like like a Trojan horse of sorts, maybe to sort of trick people and be like, gotcha, it's Android. See, you like it. You kind of want one. I know you want to get one. <laughs> I, I got a solution, Flo. Just turn it around and show them the hideous back on this thing and be like, look at it. Look what at it. What is wrong with you people? Look at the it. The back is nice. No. It's perfectly no, fine. No. It's perfectly fine. I disagree. I think it's great. <gasps> Did not. I, I don't know. This and I is, have the blue hmm. one. Oh, okay, that, I have that, the blue, that's, does look a lot nicer when it's blue. Fancy well, limited this is a, I, have, blue. I have the one with the grippy case. <laughs> I did yeah, have actually, to take my Andy's case off to, to show you that. <laughs> fair. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm a little afraid that we're walking into a copycat uh, phone. Now, since we're talking about phone design, I'm just a little afraid right now of a little homogeny going on because, I mean, you all saw that iPhone 10, right? And then you remember the LG V30? Yeah. Uh, yeah, basically saw a little bit of deja vu and then the whole point to the iPhone 8 kind of not straying too far from the iPhone 7. Look-see, we've got a Pixel 2 that is rumored to look a lot like the Pixel 1. And then we've got this whole rumor of not totally related, but kind of, you know, the whole Google possibly acquiring HTC, the little rumor that's going around. It's just making me think about just all this beautiful homogeny of phones of, as people try and duke it out against one another. I think, I actually have to say this, I think the one phone that's standing out right now from all the re- all the rest is the Samsung yeah. Galaxy phones. Who would have thought? Well, that, <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I would uh, I would cert- I would certainly say that uh, that Russell's future phone has a you would rec- you would recognize it because actually if only because it has like actual actual non rounded corners, uh, but you're right I, I would uh, I don't have twelve hundred dollars to spend on a holographic picture phone like from Red, but if it was random foam with that styling, uh, I'd look at it really closely. Because uh, to to an, to an extent, there's like almost no point in like investing in the styling of a phone because almost everybody's going to put it in a case eventually, P- partly for protection, but mostly because this way you don't look. You know, I, Apple sells something like twelve to fifteen million iPhones per quarter, and so your iPhone. But hey, I'm going to be I'm going to be radical. I'm going to get the pink one. Okay, so one of only eighteen million <laughs> pink phones sold this year. It's like I, I mine has Hello Kitty and Bats Maru on it. There you go. They're not going to be that many statistically that have that. So yeah, it's like I really wish that they'd be a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. Just for the point of view of here is a phone we've designed that looks like every other phone. Perhaps this means that we should make it look not like every other phone, if only so that. People will do like what people were doing with UFOs. Like, hey, is that a, that's not an iPhone, is it? What is that? <laughs> I, I will it's say a, it's a wonderful Google it's, phone. It's a white. It's got the G on the back. Um, the 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 one time I would forgive Google, and this is what I was expecting for their original Pixel and didn't get, if they if they put some kind of magic inside. And I know that's asking a lot, but it's Google. Like they it's have the Google Assistant, Russell. Yeah, maybe like a, a better version of Google Assistant that actually understood what I wanted to do. I, I have some real beefs about like where <laughs> Google Now, whatever the, the heck it's called, has gone now. Like it used to tell me 
um, exactly where I parked my car. I used to come up with flight details, you know, before I boarded my flight. And now I really have to dig for some of that stuff. Like I, I boarded a flight the other day and I'm like, where, where is my boarding pass? Like it's just not on, anywhere on the Google Now page. And it used to always be there consistently. And so I had to go to my Google Trips app. I had to find the trip and then I had to press an email. I'm like, I'm not an iPhone user. This stuff's like meant to come to me. I feel like if they can put some real magic inside the pixel, I'll, I'll forgive them for removing the headphone jack. If they can show me that we're Google, we know more about you than any other company in the world. We've got such amazing, you know, machine learning engineers that have been working on this stuff for years. Here's something extremely, absolutely amazing that no other phone can do. I'd be like, take my headphone jack, do whatever, like make it look like the <laughs> V30. Like I don't care if you can do that. But if you just give me another Pixel phone that runs like, you know, it's stock Android OS that just has a few nice things and nothing else, I'm like, you've done okay. Like it's, it's not a bad phone, but you're Google. Like if you're going to release the Pixel branded phone with your G on the back, like, you know, wow me. I don't, I don't think that's asking too much, is it? So this is a little off script, but I wonder if this is like a good time to maybe bring up those rumors about Google buying HTC because that would essentially change the phone game for big Google. Um, it would give them a lot more control over the hardware and it would give them an opportunity to actually have control over what that sort of oomph is. Because the way that I see it is if we're going to keep having Google be this like search first, software first company, then the things that are going to be coming to Android, it's going to be really hard to keep that as an exclusive just to the users of these phones that they serve contracted for. Uh, you know, it's it's like a it's like a Samsung Bixby situation. I mean, maybe a terrible example, but it's just the fact that it's, <laughs> it's exclusive to Samsung phones is what I mean. Bixby is definitely a terrible example of something. It, 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 might, it might be of, of, of voice assistance. Uh, but yeah, so so uh, the Chinese language news website Commercial Times has this scoop. It's got picked up by pretty much everybody this week, uh, or maybe I think it was a few days ago, uh, basically saying that it is almost a done deal. It could be closed as soon as the end of this year, uh, that Google is in, quote, the final stage of negotiations, unquote, and that this isn't for the entire HTC corporation. This is just right. like, like much like the acquisition that went so well of Motorola some years back. They just want to buy the mobile part of it so they won't get VR. They won't get that other stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, Digitimes, of course, Riley notes that <laughs> – in, eighth, in August, uh, HTC's revenues were the lowest they've been in 13 years. So maybe they do. Maybe they could benefit from some adult supervision. That's all that, that's being said. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a the, the I, I keep I, I sometimes wonder what went so wrong with the Motorola acquisition. And because they made some Motorola under Google made some brilliant, really wonderful phones. I really, really liked. But Moto X the, came out of that, right? Yeah, the exactly. First gen. And that was yeah. Right. And just, just something as simple as we're going to build a factory in Texas so that if you want a, a, an army green back, a purple front, and all, all the buttons to be gold, we will make that for you. Oh, my God. Unfortunately, we'll have to wait another week for us to actually custom assemble that for you. But we can do that. Um, the, 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 I think that the, the weird limitation, though, was that I think Google was, at the time, was didn't want to cheese off Samsung and other Android <sighs> handset makers. Yeah. So, what they did was to, they did this sort of cute thing where technically Motorola is their own company and gosh, they're just on the same footing as everybody else. They don't get any special privileges. Whereas I, you know, I almost everybody who like works in like our business and other businesses knows that there were a lot there. You could, you could go to Motorola and you'd often see those like, rainbow colored bikes <laughs> parked outside you don't you'd often see a lot of a lot of yeah. like cars parked in the visitor parking with a lot of like 
the custom plate says something that is actually like a very very uh, obscure API call in Android. That sort of thing. I so love maybe- driving through Silicon Valley, by the way, just for that reason. <laughs> my my absolute favorite thing. We're taking a diversion here, but was going to Facebook. Uh, they have the the same bikes. They painted them blue because Facebook. But they have a bike with a trailer on it that moves around other bikes. They've got a bike moving bike. So when when the bikes end up in the wrong place, someone gets on a bike and they put more bikes on a trailer and they ferry the bikes <laughs> around. It's it's the best thing ever. It's a bike's yeah, bike. I think that uh, I I have a bike uh, and I I have pedal after unexpectedly uh, thinking that I'm going to be go- I'm going into a supermarket just to pick up a sandwich for dinner and unexpectedly finding a huge deal on that kind of special seltzer I like I have pedaled home with something <laughs> like 21 liter bottles of of seltzer like in my backpack and in my side bags that's about as much I, I don't think that I want uh, I'm not like one of those like Taiwanese bike merchant people where they see like with pictures where they, they've got like 40 am, wicker amphoras like tattoo. I, at that point I would say, why don't we just rent a truck? Let's just rent a truck above, above one, above one bike. I think that you need a, a truck. <laughs> if anyone's ever been to Vietnam, they know how to stack a whole family onto a bike. That's, that's some real mad like bike skills over there. But are we, are we expecting this to go? Let, let's say this is real. Let's say this is going to happen. Let's say that they sign the deal, which is a big if like, you know, it's still a rumor. Um, is this really going to go any better than the Motorola transition? Like, we, if you want to be kind, I guess you can be like, well, Google learned a lot from that and they learned, you know, what it was like to run a hardware manufacturer and all the mistakes they've made and maybe they'll learn for that. But I feel like we've been here before. Like, I, I don't see, unless Google wants to actually go up against Samsung and say, you know what, Samsung, like, forget you. We're going to make like 10 million phones. We're just going to stamp those out and that's how confident we are. We're going to go crazy with the, the marketing. Like, I don't know, is this just going to be another weird sort of like, oh, we own this company, but we don't own this company. And yes, we collaborate, but we collaborate the same with everyone else. (laughs) No, it's not because they got Verizon as the partner for the Pixel launches. So if they keep, if this HTC thing, whatever is going on here, ends up being like the Pixel lineage, like this is where the Pixels are coming from, then they can piggyback on that Verizon quote unquote exclusivity, which BT dubs is just an annoying marketing terminology because as we have learned, the pixels are totally and completely unlocked and you can use them anywhere. So stop fretting, please. I know you keep writing me letters, but don't worry about it. It is not exclusive. (laughs) But still, when you have that Verizon money also behind you and you have Verizon doing a billboard for the pixel across the freeway from the Google billboard, (laughs) I mean, it's, it's double power. And the thing is, the carriers are going to love to have all these marquee phones. The carriers do the marketing for the iPhone as well. It's, you know, it's just this beautiful synergy of of, of echo marketing. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I reckon that it's, it'll be super interesting if they re- Google really buys HTC and every mm-hmm. you, and you go to the you go to those offices one day afterward and there is not an HTC logo anywhere. Everybody's business cards immediately are Google business cards, and there is a pl- there is already like a, an X on the map of the future Google campus where all the HTC former HTC operations are going to be. Uh, but yeah, as there's there's even I didn't see it, but I've heard, I read a I've read a report that there is actually uh, a, a billboards for the October fourth Google event here in Boston, and like okay, <laughs> that's we're not uh, it's, it's not as though there there are not many nerds here. We, there are many nerds here. We, yes. we're, we were sort of we, we are in many ways the Tigris and Euphrates of like you know the origin of species of nerds. We 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 would make that argument, uh, but yeah, you don't see oh there's going to be a Google launch event 
let's have billboards so that commuters know there's going to be a launch event that we're not going to tell you what the thing is. So that, that at least indicates that maybe Google is understanding that you have to start buying ads, 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 ads. You have to spend so much more money on marketing, even practically than research and development. I mean, there's a reason why everybody knows what a Samsung phone is and everybody's aware, even before those phones started catching fire, you know, people knew what a Samsung phone was. People, a lot of people don't even know really the difference between the uh, an Android phone and a Samsung phone. They think that Samsung phones are just this this own brand in and of itself. So it's uh, that's we, really true, Andy. Sorry, that's really true. The whole brand of itself. I mean, just look at like the interface and kind of like how different it is, and sort of the ecosystem that it's supposed to tap into. And the fact that like the minute I turn on the Samsung TV in my living room, I already get like all this menu on my Samsung phone that I have. I mean, it's the seamless. It's actually a more, I want to say a more seamless integration than what's going on with all the Google products in my house because yeah. those I have to actively <laughs> set up and I have to set up those triggers, like make those things work. I really echo your sentiment. <laughs> It bums me out that I I, I have a Google Home uh, I have Google Home but I keep the I turned off the microphone out of annoyance because I'm tired of saying okay Guillermo and then my phone and the Google Home are both oh, trying yeah. to fight it out trying to figure it out and I, I know that there's supposed to be some at some point I do see a thing with where. Uh, I can't remember. It's been so. It's been so long. I'm probably misquoting it, but I saw. I remember seeing something on the screen that's saying, "Oh, this is being handled by something, another one of your Google devices." I'm, I'm out. I'm, I'm outy, as the kids say. Uh, <laughs> kids say like eight years ago. Uh, but it's like I, I wish that, they, that there wasn't even like double bling. It's like no, no, no. Just tell me. Make sure that I know that I'm not going to hear like the Doubleman twins saying, "Okay, okay. When, when do you want, want, want to, to, to set this appointment, point, appointment four, four, four. Gicking, gicking. I'm like, oh god, you're gonna be talking." No, it's over super annoying. Other. Even when I turn off the when I turn off the lights, like when I had the flu last week, and I like weekly recall being like, "Okay, turn off the light." Oh, sorry. Sorry to everybody out <laughs> the there. The lights just went off in like a tons of people's right house. Now, really sorry. Uh, maybe I'll see if Jim can point that out. Oh. <laughs> it's like a curse word, but yeah, I had, I was like, you know, okay, Google, turn off the lights. And then the light on my phone turns on and blares up and lights up the entire room. Okay. I, yeah. I have to, this is, I need some flow tech support here. Cause I know you're into the whole home automation thing. Oh. My, my, oh, okay. my Google home has recently started to do this. I'm going to play you a clip and I'll, I'll give this to Jim. He'll be able to put it in the show better, but. Okay. Google turn off all the lights. Sure. Turning off the lamp. It looks like two lights aren't available right now. Please unlink and relink your smart home devices for a required software upgrade. <laughs> Please unlink and relink your devices for an required... I'm like, what? 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 And I go into the app. I can't even find my lights. They're not even in there. They just disappeared. I'm like, how do I relink? How do I unlink? I'm are like, they Philips? No, these are the LifeX bulbs. Okay, because I'm, like, I'm having problems with the Hue Bridge. And it tells it every day. And I tell it, turn off the lights, and it gives me that message at the end of every single time I talk to them. I'm like, just shut yeah. up. I don't care. They still work. I'm having a ton of problems. I actually muted the Google Home upstairs in – well, not muted. I turned it all the way to the small, the, the lowest volume because it keeps telling, giving me this update on all the Philips Hues because I have a mixture of smart things and Hues. Anyway, 
you guys, this is your future. So get used to it. If this is what you want out of life, um, you're going to have to deal with these things. That's it's kind of my life right now. I'm it's like, you know so what the Amazon Echo has never told me? It's never told me to unlink something for a required software update and then I can't, really? I can't find stuff. It's, it just seems to be happy. It's like it does everything. on. The- I mute. I actually need to mute her right now. And you know what? I need to stop genderizing it too, actually. Sorry, that's just a, an off comment because I read an article the other day as I'm doing all this like smart homework. Uh, I read an article, smart homework. I read an article <laughs> where the entire thing was just genderizing the assistant and I just, it just drove me nuts. Anyway, I mute Alexa because it's got nothing to offer me. <laughs> <laughs> just You just, just need to spend some time apart to, to appreciate what you have or to identify that perhaps you've moved on. I have a lot of things. That's the problem. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you guys later in a couple of weeks about this other project I'm working Ooh. on that's like taking over my life right now. Also in the realm of just like smart home things. My goodness. My gracious. <laughs> I will say to tie all this back in though, this, this is what yes. I expected when the Google Home came out, when the Pixel came out, that Google, a leader in machine learning and, and home automation and integrations and a company that's, you know, meant to be firing on all cylinders, whatever, can can fix all this stuff, can just make it seamless. Like I should be able to walk in, I should be able to buy their Wi-Fi product, I should be able to buy their home product, I should be able to buy their phone and magic should just happen in my house and it shouldn't be magic that I need to think about and I feel like we're not. It is magic. We're nowhere near it there yet, It is magic are we? though, Russell. Is it? No, Tell me about it, Flo. It, it, at least with regards to the Google things all working together, okay, if you're going to buy into the whole like Google ecosystem, it works seamlessly. My problem is I'm bringing all these other things into the home and that's starting to cause all this. And it's it's making me think if just, if we're supposed to be the kind of consumers that just pick a lane, maybe this whole open source idea, this whole <gasps> open integration, let's bring in our friends. Maybe it isn't a good idea for the common consumer. Maybe the common consumer, maybe we just need to stay in our lane and hmm. and kind of keep down the path instead of trying to stray and make things really happen. Because <laughs> that's apparently <laughs> where we run into trouble. <laughs> oh, I just heard 100 email clients open and people start typing. It's, it's going to be bad. <laughs> oh, we're... We're good. Man, man, man is born into trouble just as surely as the sparks fly upward. That's from that's from your book of Job when you could use sex. They, in biblical times, they could use sexist language. Right now, we'd say humanity. But yeah. yes, so, I mean, yes. If we look, if we didn't screw up this, this is this is this is what's given me a sense of peace and calm. If we yes, we could <laughs> screw up this, but if it wasn't this, we were going to screw up something else. Very so, true. You know, so long as so long as we're so long, it's it's like we're you know being it, it's like we've been walking through the rain for uh, like four hours, and now we're worried that we're being splashed by oncoming traffic. Well, we're wet anyway. It's it, you can hard we can hardly do bad. Um, before, but one one last thing though, uh, there's going to be something kind of. This is probably one of the creepiest things uh, that a clever person has figured out. Apparently, now you know that. One, we, we, so we were talking and complaining a little bit about how, geez, these things should be easier to set up. Uh, so one of the th- technologies that, like these home devices, use to, like, for your phone to pair with uh, with the the Google Home and with the Amazon Echo, is not like Bluetooth or Wi-Fi. It's it's like a high frequency sound. So the so the the phone makes a sound that's too high for human beings to hear. The uh, the device that's receiving has a sense a microphone that's sensitive enough to pick up these things. So th- basically, they have a conversation that allows them to communicate then via Wi-Fi and Bluetooth without a step. Okay, so some researchers <laughs> really found you know read about this and said, huh. 
So does that mean that if I just have my phone, if I, if I write a piece of software that simply uses voice synthesis to say, okay, Guillermo, turn up the oven to 800 degrees and leave it on for 40 hours. Okay, okay Guillermo, tell the, the, tell the, fire, uh, the, the, the smoke detector to turn itself off. Would it actually do that? And it turns out that yes, yes, and emphatically yes, on all of these devices, you just if a simple like voice command done via audio, just let through the speaker, just saying these words, because the microphones are set up to can hear it, will actually pick it up and actually execute those commands. And you're talking about stuff like uh like like having for like espionage or stuff like that where you just have because some of these you obviously you can't burn a house down with voice commands as far as we know but you can do things like as far oh, as we know <laughs> yes <laughs> you can say exactly well that's that's why we like to be ignorant because otherwise we'd be clawing clumps of our own skin out in in horror and in, in fear but 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 imagine doing something like uh, okay, the 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 inaudible command being okay, Guillermo, dial four one five 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 one two one two, where that's the phone number of like the person who wants to eavesdrop on your house, and so it dials your phone in your pocket or on your nightstand or whatever, and just simply you've answered the phone, and now you've got an open microphone from that person's phone, or for, excuse me, or from or from that person's Google Home or whatever, and it's like oh, a it's so this happens so many times where. <laughs> the yin and the yang of like my brain are like that is so clever that is it's so simple and foolproof and the, oh wait no that's horrible i mean yes it is simple and it's clever but oh my god no 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 this they've got to do something to fix this the next version of it will be actually called it and it'll be about mm. <laughs> haunted voice assistants <laughs> basically telling you your fears <laughs> Yeah. That's what it'll be. I about. feel like if you're in Hollywood and you want to mine for stuff like, yeah, digital assistants killing us off slowly and quietly. Call me. It, it I've got a script for you and I'm freelance. <laughs> I'm telling you, they, they won't just take over the world on day one, even though they're capable of it. I like to think that they're just every week, they'll just bump one person off and it'll just be like, it'll just be in the noise of, you know, everything else happening. And it'll be years before we realize what they're up to. And by then, it's too late. They're already in control. Like your president's like a voice assistant, your vice president's a voice assistant, your chief of staff is like a, a voice assistant. Suddenly the whole country is being run by voice assistants and you didn't even realise it. It just happened. Red rum, red rum. <laughs> Sorry, I got into the Halloween mood today. <laughs> we, do, we do have some happier news though. This week's episode is brought to you by a returning sponsor. See if you can guess who it is. I'm deploying servers to the cloud i'm paying not very much money i'm getting great service who could it be no guesses linode 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 lets you get set up in seconds with their fast powerful hosting their tools are easy to understand and let you choose your linux distro uh, giving you the power and flexibility you need and their plans start at just uh five dollars a month for a linux server with one gigabyte of ram in the linode cloud so whether you're just getting started with your first server or you're deploying like a super complex system uh, they're the right choice for you. They give you the fastest hardware and network with fantastic customer support. Um, it's never been easier, like I say, to launch one. They guarantee 99.9% .9 uptime for server availability. And once your server is up, they have a whole bunch of things that make sure it stays up. So it's great for things like hosting large databases. You might want to run a mail server. You might 
want to run a private Git server, you might be getting a bit paranoid. You're like, we have to host this stuff ourselves. You've got to operate powerful applications and so much more. So if you, this sounds interesting to you, one gigabyte of RAM for $5 a month or you like you want to go all the way up to 16 gig of RAM for $60 a month, um, as a listener of this show, if you go to linode.com slash material, L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash material, you'll not only be supporting us but you get $20 towards your first Linode plan and that comes with a seven-day money-back guarantee. So nothing to lose. Again, linode.com slash material to sign up and take advantage of that $20 credit. Or if you're already at checkout, you're that excited by what I was saying, you're like, I'm already there, what do I do? Put in the offer code material 2017 and pass that around. So we want to thank Linode so much for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. So did you guys read the internet this afternoon? Because considering this is a Google podcast, uh, there was some uh, unfortunate news about Google HQ today uh, in The Guardian the unfortunate news being um, a class action lawsuit, which has now come to court about uh, Google's alleged segregation of women, uh, essentially pushing them into lower paying jobs. Now, this is—I mean, it sounds like it's a—it's a—it's a very complicated situation, but it's completely not. And if you go over to the Guardian and you read up kind of on the write-up, it's a nice sort of thorough breakdown of what's going on in this particular lawsuit. So we have a clash class action suit uh, from three individuals. The first, and I believe the primary, if that sort of thing exists uh, in law, is from Kelly Ellis, a former Googler. She is one of the lead plaintiffs. She is alleging that when she was hired in 2010 as a software engineer for Google Photos, that the company had placed her into a level three position, which is typically assigned to new college graduates, newcomers are coming to Google. Uh, the suit also alleges that several weeks later, Google had hired a male software engineer who had graduated the same year as Alice, the same, uh, I suppose, skills into a level four position on her team. Level four engineers are typically uh, considered to receive substantially higher salary and opportunities for bonus raises and equity, her lawyers had written. Uh, and it's worth noting that I believe the lawyer is from, uh, I believe he's a, I want to say human rights lawyer, as I was reading in The Guardian. Um, there are two other women who are also filing similar complaints. Uh, one of them is named Holly P. She was hired in 2005. Uh, she was in a senior manager role overseeing about 50 software engineers. And although she had had 10 years of experience that she needed as a network engineer uh, before Google, she was placed into a non-technical career track while the engineers she managed and the other senior manager in her group, a man, were all in technical quote unquote roles, uh, and had higher compensation rates. She later coached those non-technical employees on how to pass the interviews to transition to technical jobs, helping many get promotions. But the kicker here is that she, her herself was denied promotion to a technical position. <laughs> uh, and the third plaintiff is a woman by the name of Kelly Wissery. She had joined in 2012. She had come in at an even lower level two level. And she said that men comparable qualifications who had started at level three or higher, uh, they were placed under a better track. She was placed on a lower paying career track where she found that about 50% of the employees she was with were also women, according to the suit. Um, 
from what I understood in the write-up, it also appears that they tried to rope in a couple of current Google employees, but because they're uh, current not uh, non-disclosure whatever's going on there is kind of making it harder to sort of bring those people into the case. I am, I just have, my thoughts and feelings are all basically, I could be very personal about this, but I would like to hear what's going on with you guys. <laughs> How you guys are feeling about all this. I think the, the interesting thing about this is that it's finally in the court of law, which it, I don't know if you remember, we, yes. we covered a few months ago that Google was in a, in a different hearing and they were asked to hand over uh, financial information. They're like, oh, no, we treat everybody equally and everyone gets paid. And they're like, okay, hand over the employment records. They say, and they're like, oh, that's that's too financially burdensome and logistically challenging. You know, we'd have to compile all these salary records and we'd have to spend 500 hours and $100,000 co- to comply with these demands. You know, we just can't do it. And the, the judge saw right through that. They were like... Come on, you spend like $150 million on diversity efforts. That's what you've told us. Um, i got a quote here. Google would be able to absorb the cost as easy as a dry kitchen sponge could absorb a single drop of water, DOL attorney Ian Eliasoff said in his closing arguments. Like, it's like, come on, like you're Google. You, you can hand over these employment records. And I think the fact that they didn't want to suggests that potentially there is there is some smoke there. Like I, I think if, if they were in the right, and I know this is a bad argument, you know, if you have nothing to hide, hand it over. But I, I really do think that if, if they had, you know, nothing to hide whatsoever, they could just been like, here's all our employment records, look for yourself. And the fact that they didn't do that is like, maybe there's something to this. I mean, these women, so all of the, all these things, the three main women in the part of the case, they all filed. Uh, well, when they left, they had told HR why they left, and they had said it was because of you know perceived inequality, uh, which is very – so just so you guys know, it's very hard for me to talk about this because I don't talk about a lot of this stuff openly. This is not an easy conversation for me to have with colleagues in this industry it makes a lot of people really uncomfortable. And the thing that sucks is that it makes me really uncomfortable because I don't talk about it enough. So that's my honest truth here. I'm bringing that here is that if I sound like I'm stumbling a lot, it's because I honestly, I never know how to proceed with these things because I, it's not a thing that my audience typically reads about from me and I need a lot more practice. So yeah, <laughs> you guys I mean, can help me practice. It's it's really, I, I I hated this story, for yeah for for, for for a couple because first because of the story itself, because we've this these an indication of how big and bad the pay inequity problem is, is that we I, I'm sorry I, I feel as though my nerve endings have become sort of cauterized when I hear that females uh, that women in the tech industry. Really, any any industry are systematically paid less than men for the exact same work, yeah. and are are routinely don't get the promotions that they deserve in favor of male employees. Which is not to say that I uh, that I don't think it's a problem, but you know, it's like you, it's like a callous war wears against your skin, where it's like I, it's hard to, you know. Uh, but on top of that, the idea of let's see how how bad the system is stacked against women, at least at Google, according to the suit, is that. It's like you are hired and you are given a ladder and women are given a ladder that has six rungs on it and the men are given ladders that have 12 rungs on it saying that you can't here is how far here is how high we're willing to let you go not because not even because we're going to have one 
a system of promotions and simply come up with BS reasons about why, oh, you're not aggressive enough or people are uncomfortable around you, you know, BS reasons. We're going to literally hire you who is qualified to be a vice president in five years and a group manager next year. We are going to hire you into a career track where you can manage a whole team of uh, of customer service people. You know, we, you have a great phone. You know, it's, it's fury, infuriating. And the second thing is that this is if 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 there were if there were a news story about how uh, Apple is mistreating and failing to support female employees inside the company, oh my God, that would be like a blockbuster thing because we have never heard that before, really, or not 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 on that kind of not on that kind of scale. How many times this year? Have we heard these stories from Google? I mean, famously, I mean the the Labor Department, the United, you know, the Department of Labor has sued January has sued Google because they were they're trying to research pay inequities, and Google told them to go stuff it. Uh, and so the department basically said that there is a systematic there is a systematic uh, uh, environment of holding women down at this company, and that's not you know, and they're going to have to do more than simply fire somebody who spread a really horrible piece of you know anti. Uh, firing some an employee for for uh, posting something on Google Plus. Okay, that's better than not firing him, but that's not the problem here. You have you have a it means that you have a systematic problem. There is a problem with the entire culture at Google. That doesn't mean that Google as a company or an entity is horrible, but it means that there is a cancer inside Google and you have to cut that cancer out. And if it means that for the next 2, 3, 4 years, Google is going to have to eat a lot of crap, that is going to be the price for being a being a company where you get the best of every candidate for every job because the the ultimate the ultimate uh, unfortunately the ultimate uh, end of this is not uh, a majority of people refusing to buy or use Google products because of uh, what they've read about how uh, how the workforce is treated. The ultimate effect is the best people don't want to work for you anymore, and suddenly you're basically getting the second, third, fourth, fifth best pick of any uh, of any team because nobody is going to want to work for a company where they know that it doesn't matter how hard they throw themselves at that wall let alone they should not have to throw themselves at wall to begin with they are not going to advance beyond a certain spot so i can never i will i will not even pretend i will not insult people by saying that i know what i can imagine what this is like to read stories like that if you're a woman working in tech or not working in tech but i get i get i can only say that for myself and i get just so damn mad about this the, la- the last thing i'll say because i can say i'm i'm sorry i i, I am i myself sort of spinning out here but it's it's like the knowledge that there are People that there, there are women who are affected by this who have to make that choice. Do I speak out about this? And I respect every woman for making the choice they have to make because I'm, you know, I'm a white guy who was raised who was raised Catholic. I do not live in an American society that will try to slam down per, a person who is white, a person who is male, a person who is Catholic. Oh, sorry, I'm also, I'm also, uh, I'm, I'm also. Uh, I'm looking for. I don't know what I don't know what the what the what the uh, what the right word is these days. But I I I I am attracted to women, not men, and my, my gender is the gender that I was assigned at birth. Again, these are and so I can speak out about this because nobody has it in for people like me. But there are people that will say, Ugh, "I'm sorry." 
so, and that's so why it's I, very I, hard for me to speak about it because exactly. no, and I, I, I totally yeah. respect that you have to I, res, I, I respect every woman making a choice that is correct for her well and so it's, it's hard too because I see a lot of myself in these three women I mean I have been working professionally for 10 years as a journalist in a male dominated niche um I started as one of the you know, I, I started on a mostly, I actually started on a pretty uh, surprisingly like balanced staff as far as, as gender norms go. Um, but as I increased in this career path, I have, you know, hit some of the same walls as some of these women are, are describing here. And so I completely understand what it's like. But the thing is, when I was in those situations, I didn't know that I could really do anything about it I just kind of move forward I don't talk I I'm not probably not going to talk about a lot of the stuff because um I have a career to look out for yeah (laughs) so I can't really talk about this stuff because I live in a realm where it could possibly hurt me going forward I don't know how some people are going to take some things I don't know that everybody's going to a lot of people are not going to agree with me so from here, I get very like, and I it, maybe it's weird to say this, but I get kind of, I want to say happy, but I feel like, oh, thank God, this is like going to court. This is good. This is legitimizing all this stuff that like I have to struggle with. And, you know, maybe part of me feels like a little bit of a coward because I'm not really speaking out about all this stuff that's going on. But also, You're not. but also I feel just so proud of the women who are doing this and um i will continue tweeting and talking about this as much as i possibly can because that's about all i can do at this point yeah i mean it's like i said i i, I respect I, I respect every woman making the choice that's correct for yeah. them especially because it's not it's not just careers that are in, placed in jeopardy when women speak out about this sort of thing let's just end it right. that way um, where it's, I'm, I'm so glad that this is a lawsuit. I'm so glad that this is a very public lawsuit. They're trying to sign up as many plaintiffs as they possibly can. Um, I hope that this is, again, I, I, the plaintiffs, I hope they, again, they make the decision that's correct for them. My selfish desire is that what this does not end in a settlement where they yeah. have to sign a non-disclosure because the greatest good that can happen with this is that the disclosure process. That says, here's yeah. all the documents that we are going to force yes. Google to come up with. Uh, and also putting there, I, 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 I'm troubled with shaming as a broad, as a broad concept. But when, again, if there, if there is one allegation, Google should have, if there was one allegation, no matter how big it was, they should have the opportunity to say, oh my God, like, well, let, let's fix this. After so many times, they need to have that public uh, again, shaming is a hard word, but they need to have to walk through the streets holding a sign saying "We are Google shame. and we have a we have a system." <laughs> I did not want to make it out. I did not make a comparison to that because that that is a brutal, brutal scene. Sorry, in a, in a, in a show is. that's known for brutal scenes. But but you know what I mean. They they have to be they have to be out in public, being identified as we have a problem. We have been forced through lawsuits to confront this problem and we have lost through our inability to handle this problem ourselves address this problem ourselves we have lost the right to have privacy about how we conduct our business so again i'm 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 i hope i'm not 
speaking out of line for being again. Thank thank goodness we have this man talking about how the how, You're what this problem me, is Andy, like because I'm at a loss for <laughs> yeah. words and Russell. No no no. I, I was gonna I was gonna use um, Kelly Ellis's own words here at the end of the article. I'm quoting from the from the Guardian article. It says Ellis added that she hoped the suit would put other tech firms on notice. Quote: They have to treat everyone fairly, otherwise we are going to take action. And not, I'm I'm really proud of of Kelly and all the other sort of plaintiffs that have done this because I don't think that's easy. I don't, I don't think it's easy to to get together and say you know we're going to sue Google because you are going to get a lot of criticism. You're going to get a lot of flack. I hate to think like what other sort of things you're going to get, but I think it's important. Look you know, at Ellen Powell exactly from exactly. At re- like what happened with that whole thing. By the way, I have tickets to see her speak in two weeks, and I will definitely give you guys a recap because I am super looking forward to that. Um, I mean her. I don't want to say her reputation is tarnished because for women like me that may, you know, I look up to that and I was just like, it was a, it was a good case to have in the media because it's, it brought a lot of attention to like what's really going on, but also like she didn't win. And so there's this other, I mean, anyway, we could, (laughs) there's so much nuance to all this stuff going on, but I just, I, I implore those of you who are listening to stick around to the case and you know i will we'll do our diligence to update whenever there's anything sort of interesting coming out of the case because i hope that uh i hope that this becomes like you said andy and russell one of those cases that is in the books that we can sort of like relate back to that will be brought about um it, even though it's unfortunate for the women who have to like go through it just to have something that you can relate back to so that you can use that as a citation when you're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, and seriously, I, I'm, I'm with Andy as well. I hope there isn't a settlement at the end. I hope it's all public. But the, the yeah. thing I really hope is that, like Andy said, during the discovery process, that all this stuff comes to light. It's and it's not just because I have a fascination with Google and the things that go on inside. Like there's there's a real problem with disclosing some of this stuff. Like a, a lot of it's you know it, it's implied. Mm. And having worked in the industry, I'm like, yeah, it definitely happens. But to actually see it during the discovery process in physical documents, like right there on paper, I think that's that's going to be like a, a huge thing. Like if if that happens as part of this case, yeah. One one complaint is well, there could be just well, who who knows what the truth is. Five complaints is we should look into this at this scale in this quantity over this many years. That's you know I again. This is this has to be there. It's if it were any more important for Google, there would there would be an alphabet company that whose only product is rooting out the sources of sexism and obstacles, artificial obstacles that are being placed against employees. Because again, I'm sorry, I'm about to I'm about to spin out again. I, I just. I, yeah, I sorry, Andy. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, I, I was I was tailing <laughs> off. I was like. <laughs> There's, That's why. There's, Sorry, I, I, I've I, I've, abor- I've, ab- I've aborted an an Andy and Otko two hour screed on two subjects. The first was on Columbo, <laughs> and this one was about something that's actually important. But, so, <laughs> well, the way I just wanted to say that I know it's not like all Google employees, and I know a lot of Google employees personally, uh, partly because I live near HQ, so I have a lot of people in my personal life who absolutely just love working there, love their jobs, don't don't encounter this. And there are certainly a lot of men who work at Google who are not a part of this at all. I think, 
I think Google as a whole is a company that really strives to have uh, social good be as I just activated assistant have um, <laughs> not a time for you to listen to me right now. Actually, I think as a company, it does. I, I want to as a consumer of its products, I want to give it a little bit of credit also because I am consuming those products. I'd like to continue consuming I like to think of Google as a company who generally cares about social justice. Uh, and, you know, I feel like that's part of sort of, I feel like that needs to become more a part of the tech ethos. But I also think that it's it's got to be super frustrating to be like this giant company and realizing that those bad apples that we said we weren't going to get rid of because we needed to continue innovation, like all that rotting is coming up to the surface now. And you have to deal with that if you want to stop those apples from rotting. You got to shake off those apples, yeah. and especially if you want to market yourself as that kind of company, because Google definitely does. They Precisely. market themselves, you know, in terms of diversity oh, of opinions. Heavily. And yeah, yeah, so so heavily, and sometimes they live up to that, and sometimes they don't. And it, the times you don't, if that's part of your marketing material, and this is what you're telling people, we are this kind of company, you have to actually become that kind of company, because people will see right through that if you keep telling them we're so diverse, we have so many, and we spend 150 million dollars on this, and then things like this come out, it's like, well. You know, you've got to actually live up to the, the things you say you are. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 nice that they print up like Android stickers with the rainbow logo on them. That's but that's not terribly hard. And to and the it's the, the the real test of character is when you're confronted with a problem that the only real solution is to do something that is incredibly difficult and say that you have to you have to say, do I care about this issue that much or do I? with regret or without say that no it i don't care about this so much that i'm willing to sort of un, untangle my entire company and put it back together again in a better shape that's what that's why i say that if if google has to eat crap for two or three years doing things that are terribly counterproductive in terms of what their business plan is incredibly disruptive but at the end of two or three years every new hire Here's here's stories about how bad things were in 2015, 2016, 2017, but they're hearing it from a woman in a senior position who's been working here for 10 years who says that you wouldn't believe how bad things were five years ago because when yeah. you're here now, you wouldn't believe how everything is completely turned around. And you're talking about someone who stayed here, not stayed there, not because they have a, they have a mortgage, they have kids, uh, and it's a really good high paying job, uh, despite what they hate about the company, but they they stu- they had faith in the company and that faith was paid off so again easy printing easy printing up a sticker easy saying that hey look now we've now we've got 27% women wearing uh, female hires instead of 22% it's again it's a if you have a systematic problem that's not going to be solved by simply pointing at numbers about how many people you're hiring it's going to be about making sure that if someone yeah, again it's you have you have to have a culture where people are filled full with people that are that are willing to say that's not okay as opposed to, gosh, that's a shame, or gosh, someone should do something about it. Inside Google, you need people to say, that's not okay. That's not who we are. And if that's who we are, I am not one of you. Goodbye. Again, I'm sorry. Preachy, preachy, preachy. No, that's, I, thank you, Andy. This is, this is, I'm glad that we all, not only do all of our last names begin with the letter I, but we're also very much in sync with our philosophical <laughs> beliefs and our just general beliefs of things. Um, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, maybe we, maybe we, should, maybe I, I've got I now have at least forty three minutes of 
pacing around the house muttering <laughs> to get to get on with so perhaps we should we should wrap it up um so a google event on uh, next week uh, on the 4th on the uh, i'm sorry not next week in a few weeks uh, so i got we should, excited uh, next exactly. week let's I get, go guys I did, let's do this i did too uh <laughs> but so uh they so the only uh, the only other thing that uh, bears mentioning is that uh, if you've been waiting for uh, if you've been waiting for uh, uh, Google Lens to finally make its appearance, it looks like it's going to happen during that next event. Uh, Android Police did a teardown of the uh, an APK teardown of the latest version of Google Photos 3.5 and found all kinds of Google Lens stuff inside it, uh, mostly like really all the text that all the help text that uh, uh, that the assistant will tell you about. Uh, what can Lens do? Try Google Lens with artwork, paintings, places, media covers, music albums, video games, barcodes, contacts, save dates. Look up products, save dates, your calendar from a poster, or out a contact from a business card. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so <laughs> it really does look like we'll be seeing that very, very soon. Uh, so it's that's crazy. it for material this time. Now the time where we go around the room and plug our own existences to, to our listeners. Uh, Flo, where can people read you, see you, and appreciate the stuff that you do? Uh, well, I got a couple of things up at PC World that have gone up over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Moto Z2 Force review. I got a review of a new... Uh, Michael Kors smartwatch from Android Wear that's like super fancy and kind of expensive but has really good battery life uh, and other than that of course you know you can find me on Tuesdays and all about Android and on the internet on Twitter at oh, that flow and on Snapchat and you know just Google me <laughs> <laughs> now, now, is, is the is the Michael Kors watch larger than an English muffin or smaller than an English muffin? It's you have smaller to ask than that an question. English muffin. All it right, is, all right, is, progress, progress. So it you is. see, I mean, take that Apple, not but it's making super heavy. your not 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 making your and not making your Apple watch any noticeably bigger, but also adding in cellular features and more stuff. You see, like Android Wear makers can make a watch that's smaller than an English muffin now. Guys, <laughs> I wish that I could just be like a simple. Like, just we'll talk about that next week because <laughs> I, I wish I could just like stay simple and, you know, not complicate my life with three different smartwatches. Uh, uh, Russell, what's going on in Rusty Shelf land? Uh, Rusty Shelf uh, is trying very hard not to poke fun at the, the Apple side of things after the Apple announcement. I'm, I'm being really reserved, Andy. I think there was only two tweets at most, maybe three that poked just a bit of gentle fun at all those people who made fun Were of the flight yeah, well, I was asleep during the event. That was probably the, the main reason. It's 3 a.m. Okay. here when they did it. It's kind of a, a saving grace because if I was around, there would, there would have been a lot more tweets. But I'm going to stay reserved this week and I'm going to save all my fun poking for when the, the Pixel launches. I'm really excited for that. So twitter.com slash Rusty Shelf is where you can find me. And what about yourself, Andy? Well, I mean, I was I, I made a, I made a tactical mistake uh, on the day of the Apple event of saying that I'm going to take a shot of whiskey every time I see the words yes, but when Apple does it, they do it right. Uh oh. And Uh-oh. I woke, woke up in Arizona wearing only the bottom half of a Pokemon costume, so <laughs> that's that's how that's that's that was not the best advice that I, I could give somebody. Just basically, uh, but yes. Please uh, tell me usual, it was Bulbasaur. <laughs> it was a, it was a, it was a Charizard. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fire Pokemon for forever, <laughs> Pokemon horns. Uh, 
uh, spell my last name and you unlock the keys to more of the stuff that I tend to say on podcasts. Uh, I'm Anatko on Twitter, Anatko on Instagram. My blog is Anatko.com. And the stuff that I write about technology and get money for is usually on the Chicago Sun-Times website at suntimes.com. So that's it for material this week. I hope you'll listen to us again next week. Until then, everybody, have a great seven days. 